Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And we would like to welcome you back to yet another episode of Three Beers. And my name is Dom. Across from me is Rob. And to my right is Eric, who one day might be a host, but we don't know. We're trying. We're working 10 on that. 10% right? of one right now. We're, we're working on 10 it. 10%. It's, it's a work in progress. Negligible at this point. But here we are. This is now our 53rd episode or something. Well, we totally it's our 51st. We kind of did all last week, and we didn't look at... We had no idea. Yeah, like we had we had simply he no skated idea. skated right by fifty. That, um, I, that at the end, I was kind of mad because like you know we could have did stuff. Well, I mean, you know what I like about our show? Like for a while, we were kind of lost at what we were going to do, and then we became like, okay, we're going to move away from the topics, and we're going to be like a laissez-faire. Type I think we got to roll it in. We got to bring it in we a little. Gotta, we <laughs> missed Christmas, okay? We missed the Super Bowl, and now we missed our fiftieth episode. <laughs> the Super Bowl was weird that we yeah. missed that. I don't understand. I, I don't get did. that. I, I mean, don't know either. It's, the big, it's like America's and we're big football holiday. fans. Yeah, I like I don't, uh, get, I don't know how we just kind of uh, let that we, go. We dropped it. We really botched dropped that. the ball. But I mean, we're not in bad shape because James has already congratulated us on our hundredth episode. That's true, <laughs> <Okay>. James. <laughs> so, so that's that's actually fun. we appreciate uh, that. He you know, he's he's given us the uh, the all clear with that. Um, so how you guys doing? How are you feeling this week? I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. This week went by real quick for me. Did real it? Real fast. The car finally died. Okay. Yeah, that's I showed sad you news. guys the pictures. I might, I might put them on the uh, on the Twitter. Uh, it just I'm right in the middle of the road and like I'm starting. To, I hit the pedal to go and the engine just goes. Ugh. <laughs> right? And now the the scary part was I'm like, what the fuck? I'm hitting the right. pedal, nothing's working, and my car's rolling, but I don't have power steering. Okay, something the power steering's oh, gone. So I start trying to jerk it over. I'm like, oh, where was it? Victory God. Boulevard? Yeah, right on Victory right. over here. And I'm trying to get the wheel going. I'm like, oh shit! It was Victory Boulevard at like eight twenty in the morning. Wow. So then I finally parked it, and the, the engine wouldn't turn over, and I had to, I had to park it, and like I, I tried so hard, I did it again like a little bit later, and the engine went. <laughs> <laughs> just died again. It didn't so, make it. So it was totally fucked up. And then I had to call AAA. Get that free tow. Get that free tow, man. Three did, miles. Did you free. go to Brooklyn? No. No. Triple nah. <laughs> A took care of me. Could have had a free repair. You had a free, free, had a free, free offer freebie. from And if you uh, don't like it, you don't pay. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, seriously. <laughs> if I don't like it, that means my car doesn't work, the, sir. No, but the best yeah. thing about that is he made that deal up in his head. And yeah. he was going to have to try to sell it to his friend oh, yeah. after the oh, fact. Absolutely. Yeah, so. for those that don't know, Dom got offered to get a free tow to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and then if he didn't, if he wasn't satisfied with the repair, he wouldn't have to pay. Yeah. That yeah. was that, that was, was really what the Froggy's terms of it. father uh, yeah. came cooked up. That guy's out of his. That's a good scheme. He's out of his mind. But how is it? I don't know. I don't even want to get into it. No, whole, too much we could do a whole it, separate show. It's too much on to that. get into. I'm going to start getting mad and. You know, Just something happened. You know how like people are humbled. They try to humble themselves when something happens. You know, they, if usually when you do something embarrassing, you try to you, you try to like say something about it, and you're like, oh, you know, you know, I got that nasal infection, right? Like, you know, making that noise. Sorry, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this poor guy. This lady, fucking, she just sneezed. I'm walking by her in the office, and she okay. just goes like, <laughs> and I'm like, God bless you. She goes, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's just. I had a little dust that came up in here, and it made me sneeze. Explaining her sneezes? And I was like, I was like, okay. Okay, yeah, what a, no big and deal. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's, I have a very sensitive uh, nasal, and that's all she said. And then I walked away. <laughs> Wait, okay. you walk mid-talk? Yeah. She's still going, because you I never broke away. stride. 
Okay. Oh, you never broke no. stride. And oh, I didn't know well, that's... I, didn't, I wasn't prepared for a stop and chat. I was trying to do my work, and she starts talking to me about she her nose. She may have tried to stop and chat you. She may have she used may the, have tried the, she to sneeze. Stop she flagged as it down. an excuse. For the you think it was chat. a fake sneeze? No, no, no. I think oh, oh. she took the opportunity to flag it down. With the sneeze. Yeah. Well, she that's, saw an opportunity. wonderful matter of chance that she yeah. so happens to sneeze. How friendly she, uh, are you with her? Are you, I hand her papers once in a while. That's it. That's it. That, that's it. That huh? is it. And she's like an older black woman. So, like, there's no, there's none of that going on. Like, I'm not, right. I'm not like, how you doing, sweetheart? <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. I'm like, here's the papers. Ma'am. And she's like, thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I don't even and say like it. so long or something. You know, I might start saying, I might, I might sneeze around her. Because remember that time I, I was, I fake sneezed that germaphobe lady on the bus. Incredible. I wish I had that video still because oh. that was one of the most incredible. Do you remember that video? I remembered I was on the bus and the woman that was sitting in yes. front of me. Yes, kept making her get up and move. Every, no, no, no. I really did, every time I coughed, she was physically moved by it. I do remember and that I video. I spoke to you guys in real time. I was like, guys, I think she's like upset every yeah. time I cough. I was like, should I do a fake sneeze and see what happens? Everyone was like, do it right now. And I was like, <laughs> I made it like all you made wet. It bad. She turned hard and ran. She got up. I felt I felt kind of bad afterwards. You know, should have followed her. She was a little judgy. She was a little judgy. Well, because she looked at you before she. She, yeah, she gave me a look she gave first. You a scowl, I mean, if you really off. were sick, what were you going to do? I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. No, there really is. You know, if you're going to sneeze or you're going to cough, like, I mean, you, yeah. you can't control that if you're I, sick. There she, was what did she not want you on the bus? What are you going to do? Well, she, look. Eh, what are you going to do? It's a little yeah. judgmental. What am I going to do? I'm just going to continue to, to yeah. you know, live my life. Yeah. And if I have to cough and sneeze, I'm going to cough and sneeze. But I'm very interested in this. I think, I think it was an attempted stop and chat. You think, okay, so. But, but I like, didn't what are know the odds? Uh, what are the odds that... Well, she may have just taken the opportunity to, you know... Get to know him a little more? No, maybe she, just take a, a little You think chat. she tickled her nose to sneeze? No, I don't think she she caused the sneeze. Because, like, if when I sneeze, right? Like, when I sneeze... Did it sound like a, a real sneeze? Let's get that out. Yes. Can you give me a sneeze? Can you give me, like, a... Her a, sneeze? Yeah, yeah. Okay, give me okay, how yeah. it sounded. <laughs> That's regular. Right? Like a real... That's normal sneeze, yeah. Like you heard, wrong you heard there was, like, some... Like... Something came out there of my mouth. There was some, some aerosol. Yeah. Because I spit on myself just now. Yeah, but it was normal. But you mean to tell me that she's like doing her work, like typing on the computer. She sneezes where your eyes close, of course, when you sneeze. And then was she, it like a dirty sneeze? And then she opens them up and sees me and goes, oh, finally. Like, I don't think that she She used said finally? Oh, no. No, I'm just saying. Like, I, mean, I don't you think know. she really used it as an opportunity she saw you to walking by. It. I think there's like a threshold where, you know, you kind of, you know everyone that works on your floor. And if you don't get to know someone by a certain amount of time, you just you, you say can't talk to them. it's not going to happen. That's it, true. It's not going to happen. I mean, you, it gets more and more awkward if like you've been working it, for someone for like for four years and you've never spoken to them. I think it gets yeah. more normalized over time, though. What's like I give just, everyone I work with you, at minimum a nod. Like, oh yeah, morning. Everyone gets a nod. Everyone what's gets. What, what's um, with the people when you say good morning to them? They don't say anything. I hate it. They don't say anything. It's it's a very that's a weird situation. The worst that's thing is situation. like I've had issue not issues but like I've had situations where the day before I've had a conversation with someone and the next day it's like they never saw me in my life. <laughs> Why is that happening? People are weird in offices. That's the thing. Yeah, offices do something weird to people. I don't know what it is, but it's just it, it it's becomes ru- very it, socially awkward. I think it's routine. It, you think that's what I it think is? it's yeah. the, the, you do the same thing every day and then that's just you, your brain just turns off. Yeah, maybe. You know, I had an awkward I'm going to bring it up later, but I had an awkward situation today that was oh my God. I have to you bring that up. I saw a guy dressed as a doughboy waiting for the bus. Like a Pillsbury doughboy? No, like a World War 1 doughboy. 
full on like I mean like the he had, weird he had helmet. The, he had the weird helmet. He had like the, the visor helmet. He had no. He had the weird. Yeah, like the visor all around helmet. Yeah, with the thing. He, with, he had the, that. He had the socks that are just wrapped. Really? He was waiting for the. Did he have an M1 Garand no, on he his back no. or a Springfield? He didn't have a Springfield. Bolt action. He had the trench coat, and he put. It was a really well done costume. Well, like, maybe he was an extra. In what? A movie. And they film in New York. Maybe there was a weird cosplay in time, thing in going modern on. Times Square. <laughs> no, I mean maybe he's looking to get pictures taken with some people, or maybe he's like no, he they're wa- doing like a New York shipping out scene, you know? Yeah, they were in Midtown. Yeah, but this is that's Manhattan, <laughs> I, I, man. You don't yeah. ship yeah. out from. There's no Listen, water in Midtown. <laughs> in Manhattan, you get stuff like that all the time. It's just very weird. I can't figure out why this man was dressed. It's an as island. A- you don't think there's, like, water on the other side? Yeah, but not in Times Square. You don't know that if on the other side there, they had some sort of movie set up where there's, you know, piers and stuff. It's it was in Times Square. Maybe he was doing, like, he was trying to shake down people for pictures it wasn't and that. stuff, and it didn't work. This costume cost maybe he was, thousands uh, of maybe dollars. Maybe he was in a Broadway play, like Newsies or something. Oh. That could be it. You know, like the war's over and he's Because they do do that. You forgot to bring a change of clothes. They dress you up and they say, hey, go see, you know, Pacific. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go over there and see a letter to Iwo Jima? Yeah, yeah, so that might... You might be right on that. I don't know. But he was just walking. It was interesting. Well, I don't know why you would find that odd in Times Square to see that. When you got fucking Thor Have you ever seen... No, I can't understand a superhero. I can't understand a man... A doughboy. Like, what tourist is like, oh, let's take a picture with the (laughs) doughboy. Well, maybe he's just trying to be really from different. the Great War. I'm from, like, <laughs> I'm from Nebraska, and I'm doing. I'm he's trying to stand out in Times Square, like, which is tough to do. Which uh, is tough to do. It, whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, look, we have uh, a great. It was odd episode coming up because we have an an absolute. You know, you always squeak the chair <laughs> so aggressively. I we have. We're gonna bump ex- you down to seven ex- percent. Ex- extinguished. Priority did. Distinguished. Distinguished. An extinguished. Extinguished? Well, he's not a flame. He's not extinguished. He's on fire and he can only be helped to be contained. <laughs> he just got back from his overseas journey over there and the, over across the pond there, right? And ladies and gentlemen, we want to introduce him here to you, ladies and gentlemen. The, the great Thomas Lasavia is here with us right now. And Tom, how are you doing today? This didn't work. Oh, no, he's there. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? He go. came in hot. There he is. <laughs> How you doing, Tom? I'm doing pretty good. You, you guys jumped out for a second, but now we're all back and we're you here You know together. what it was? It was the music. It was the music. The music messed it up. Yeah. 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 The music uh, is definitely making it a little extra interesting, but I'm here and I'm glad to be so a part of the show. <laughs> music will take control. Wait, I wonder if the um, the beer review music will interfere with our... Uh... It, we can't play it. We cannot play it's it. Because we'll have to make up. him too low and we won't be able to hear You're his right. voice. You yeah, know, so. we'll skip the music. So, you know what? Skip I will Just sing. do the music I the entire sing. time. When the moon hits your ground. Well, Tom, we want to uh, welcome you to the show. Um, Thank you, guys. Big fan, big fan oh, of the wow. show. Look, uh, oh, that's nice. In, oh. I've watched it in four different countries. So Wow. International. That's Look at that. We are in- that's commitment. International listening. That's commitment. So, Tom, tell us uh, tell us about your latest trip. Where did you just well, you let's just start drinking. Home, right? Oh, okay. There well, yeah. we go. Well, fine. Let's just start drinking because Tom wants to drink, too. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, I to talk. Uh, this week, get the birra. Moretti. We are doing an Italian special here, ladies and gentlemen. We're celebrating our Italian heritage Yep. as full red-blooded Italians from Staten Island. And uh, who better to do this uh, this episode with than, Is it cold? than our... Yeah, it's very cool. Our, our good friend and our one of our biggest fans, Tom Asami. And your who, cousin. And my cousin, my blood. Don't mention that. He speaks full, 
fluent Italian, and we are going to see if Italian beer is up to snuff with the uh, the other beers of the continent in hmm. Europe here. So, Tom, what do you know about the uh, Birra Moretti? Margareti. <laughs> uh, Birra Moretti is an Italian-style pilsner, uh, most closely associated to the lagers that I think that you guys would have in America. Um, the one that you are having probably pours gold. It says lager on the bottle. It does. It does pour gold. It's very it'll nice color. Probably, it usually opens up with a low malt and kind of hoppy balance, maybe a little bit floral. Maybe a little bit herbal. Um, it's brewed in an area with mountains, so a lot of the flavor comes from the kind of interplay of the air and the soil. Uh, what you should be seeing once you start to enjoy it fully, a.k.a. drink it, yeah. is kind of a nice hop flavor that shouldn't last too long but should mellow out. The mouthfeel, like you guys so nicely like to describe, should be pretty medium. And uh, it's definitely a good beer to drink with some meats uh, to cut down on the salt factor of a lot of Italian food. And the guy on the glass just invites you to buy him a beer or he will punch you in the face. The guy on the glass is like the Paul Newman. He looks like Paul Newman of Italy, like, and he's gonna actually kick the living shit out of you. you He looks like you, you would buy him a beer and he wouldn't say thank you. He wouldn't say thank you. He would not say thank you to you. He kind of looks like, respect, like right? if I was critical of this beer at all, he's going to punch me right in the face. <laughs> like, that's that's the impression I'm getting. But from in a classy guy. way, though. He doesn't I mean, he's going to class it up. He's like, got a nice suit. He'll punch me in the face and then give me, like, an ice pack. Like he'll, 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 be like, he'll slap a steak on your eye. Yeah. Listen, yeah. With a steak up. A big slab of mortadella. All right, cheers, guys. Let's try Cheers, Eric. Oh, okay. That was good. Cheers. Yo, so Tom, what are you drinking? Because I know you have a very special beer over there. Oh, that's sure, cool. so I am I'm drinking Yo Ho Ho, which is a Birra del Bosco, which is a microbrewery from the northern part of Italy in Torino. Uh, this beer is actually considered an Italian pirate ale, uh, as noted on the back label. It uh, is citrusy and piney, pours amber, say probably about two to three fingers of head. Um, it's malty, but there's a long bitterness on the finish. I'm drinking it out of a tulip glass, as is suggested on their bottle. But uh, I think you can probably drink it out of whatever the hell you want, as long as you're there to get drunk. <laughs> I love Tom's no-frills review of, of the beer. There is no frill. There's no frill. There's never a frill. It's incredible. Mm-mm. Probably better than what we've done. We're terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we stretch it out. We, we, yeah. we, we, get Tom we stretched out week. what Tom said. For like 25 minutes. And didn't describe it as well. And didn't describe it nearly as well. <laughs> yeah, but Tom, can you do a three beers in panted baby sip and oh, see? Oh, oh. Yeah, you don't know that one. Oh, gosh. That's, I, I've been practicing the last couple of days. Uh, let's see. what. Ha- let's see. Uh, I think Roger's Trying to swoosh it around. Uh, swoosh or no swoosh. That I have two glasses here practicing both styles. Oh, he swooshes. Well, he's got. He's I got get yelled at for swirling swoosh. it. Swirling it, you guys call it or whatever. I get yelled at for doing the swoosh. We yell it, Rob, for that normally. Right, well, because sometimes the yeast is baby dead. Baby sip. Yeah, do it. Do it. Baby sipping it. What do we have? Are you a pirate? <laughs> Did oh, you turn into one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uno bambino italiano. That's what it is. A little baby Italian there. Oh. oh boy. I'm a baby Italian. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, un regalo. It's like a nice little present in your mouth with that tiny little sip. You get all of it quick, clean, crisp. And uh, now I want some more. Now I want all of it. Mm. There you go. There you go. So what do you guys think of this? What we're drinking here? I the like beer. it. 
Yeah, you like it? This is actually pretty good. I mean, I think it's very refreshing. I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. Me too. And I'm intimidated by Tom's much better review than us. So, <laughs> so you're scared to say so anything? anything I say is going to be bad now. I... No, I mean it, to I... me, it just it's a uh, it's very drinkable. It's very easy. To it drink. tastes like a mix of Sapporo and Budweiser. Uh, I think it's like in a, a mix good of way. Sapporo and um, is there, is Mythos. It... Remember Mythos? Oh, that might be a better. That is there beer. rice in this? Is this made with rice? No. Tom, do you know? Yeah, it's made with corn. It's made corn. with corn. So Maybe corn. Rolling Rock. And, uh, Jesus oh, and Rolling Rock. Oh. That's corn beer. You didn't know oh, that? Oh, I hate Rolling Extra pale. I kind of <laughs> like it. Rolling Rock? It's weird. I, Rolling Rock is one of the worst beers I've, I've never ever had, had in Rolling my life. It don't even bother. It's one of the worst. I, uh, it's kind of oddly good. No. In, in 1996, this company was bought by Heineken. Oh. Really? Look at that. Damn it. What about that? Uh, you ever have Genesee Ale? The no. cream ale. <laughs> the cream ale. If you walk that's into right a bar, that's from where I live. There you go. Check that out. Wow. There, Look yeah, at that. I forgot to mention that Tom is all the way up in. Did I say he was in Rochester? I said he, did. he was in Rochester. Did you? Yeah. I, I may have done that before, but he's no. he's up there. This beer is actually really good. I, the, the beer I like how it's finally there's nothing complicated going on because we've been having such a bad run. We've had a bad rap. With we we've been yeah. trying too well, hard finding beer. This is just nice. No, I mean that's gonna happen with craft stuff. Oh yeah, I look mean, at this. You know, this it, is uh, it says it on the back here. It's four point six percent alcohol. The IBUs on this has to be a twenty or below, in my opinion. And it's brewed by Heineken Italia, SPA, yeah. Viale Edison, Sestos uh, S Giovanni, Italy there Brewery, uh, via Spirano. Cool. I can hear you moving your hand around like an Italian. Just I, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, what's, what's unfortunate is the one with the beer in it, and it's everywhere. Yeah, I got it all over the place. It's just I'm soaked in it. So now, also, um, Tom, I'm going to finish this, and we're going to let's get the the next beer out. So we you can do a get little quick comparison. Peroni, sure, you want to make it happen? Oh, you want to do it thing, this Beer is so cheap in Italy that uh, a, like a 32 ounce bomber of the beer you're drinking right now would cost less than one euro. What? Really? Wow. Yeah. One euro? Yeah, it's dirt cheap. Why so cheap? Is it? Is it because, because like people drink wine out there? How much do they what, make over there? Is that like a lot of money? <laughs> no, what it is is that you rarely find someone just drinking a beer to drink a beer. Normally, it's always paired with food. So hmm. the food, you usually pay for the food, and the drinks are like super dirt cheap. Wow. That's crazy. So, that Tom, crazy. so that's the secret. I just poured a uh, Peroni Nastro Azzurro. Oh, right. That stands for Blue Ribbon, Nastro Azzurro. There it is. Uh, it the blue Dom with... finishes beer, by the way, already. I just want to point that it's out. It's very easy to drink. <laughs> he rushed it through. <laughs> he rushed it through. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to work on my, my beer here for a bit. Uh, before we go on to the pro, I just want to say you, you do have a good point about the Budweiser uh, definitely influencing here. But I think Foster's is more of a good comparison. Oh, than this. yeah. I think it's very close to Foster's. It, it kind of well, has that same. Because they're all corn based, I think. Right, right. But I, I kind of get a mix of that, of like Budweiser and a little bit of Foster's, too. Oh, there's definitely a difference here in these two beers. Okay. What do you got? You got the Peroni, right? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Right Tom, can you tell us a little bit about Peroni and um, what you might Oh, sure. The, the Peroni you're drinking should be much lighter in color. Um, it is. I'd say if you're pouring it, the head should probably be about two to three inches. It's clearer. And what's different here that is you should be getting definitely an earthy kind of fresh-cut grass flavor um, from the floral side. Um the like brown bread tasting almost very um earthy and a little less herbal than the moretti was um 
this being made with maize, maize being made with corn, like Rob talked about, you're definitely going to get those notes there. Uh, Peroni is broken into two brands, Peroni, which is the darker kind of ale, uh, the um, ale lager, and, and this, the Natro Azuro, their pale lager, uh, made with barley malt, so you should get that maltiness. Yes. And it's uh, definitely a nice summertime, light and refreshing beer that you can find pretty much anywhere all across Italy. I'll tell you what. Um... I'll do. A, I'm going to do my comparison first because these guys aren't done yet with their. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the middle of mo- my. Mar- I didn't want to slam, was, I I didn't slam it. I didn't down. slam it. It was just very, very. You drank half the glass in a gulp. It was very easy to drink. <laughs> That's the yeah. definition of a slam. The Peroni, I definitely couldn't drink it like the Moretti because this has a little bit of a, a stronger. Uh, Can I taste me. it? Okay, yeah, pass it down there. Right, it has, it down. like like Tom had said, that it has an earthier <laughs> taste to it. It's a little bit more bitter, very, but not too too much. But you could definitely taste the difference in terms of like how. Don't aerate it. It's not wine. He's, he's aerating it. Yeah, he did it again. It, it hits the palate a little bit harder, and there's oh, it's more bitter. It has bitterness to it. Yeah, but it's but it's fairly good. Oh, second sip. Look at that. I'm actually pretty <laughs> impressed with these German uh, German these Italian beers here. Which one do you like better? Um, the Moretti. Me too. I do like the Moretti better because it's just um, similar to that Mythos when we, we were drinking. Well, this that. is. I mean, the Moretti is just my kind of beer. I've always liked this. You know, mm. like light pilsner. I would not compare, pilsner, but lagerish. I would compare this to like a Helles Lager from Germany. A little less. <clears> the Moretti yeah, is a little. A good... it's, it's like a little less. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little. It's it's doesn't Simpler. shine as bright as like some German Hells, but it's it was it's very good. And now, is there a reason that they use corn primarily, uh, Tom? In in. It's just it's just more reflective of the region where both the brands originally came from in the mid. To late 1800s, probably more available. Yeah, oh, than... yeah, it's definitely easier to grow because of the terrain throughout Italy. Once the brands really establish themselves to keep those uh, flavors intact, um, but yeah, definitely, if you're going to mass produce, these are probably the two largest macro breweries uh, in Italy. So if you're going to produce a lot and you want to keep costs down, I think corn's a viable option. So we're drinking the um, Budweiser and the Coors of Italy right now. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Kind of sort of, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go to that macro level trying to compare them out there, yeah, they're definitely going to be they're uh, the ones that are going to be. Yeah, Man- Manabrea is probably another one. And uh, I'm trying to think what else people might know about. But, uh, yeah, these are usually the ones that get exported the most. A Peroni Red, which sometimes is a special subclass of Peroni that makes its way over here to the States, is a good uh, good one, too. But uh, Moretti and Peroni, that's what you're going to find in your San Gennaro festivals, uh, oh, anything yeah. that has to do with Italy. Uh, those are going to be your options here in the United States. Yeah. So let me ask good. you. Let me ask you a question here, Tom. Um, w- w- when you were over over there in the uh, on the boot, so to speak, yeah, oh. there <laughs> on and, the boot, uh, on, it looks like a boot. <laughs> it looks like a boot. Um, were you? I, I, I mean, if I was in Italy, my main focus, of course, would be seeing Italy and seeing everything that it is and the uh, and the culture there. Uh, did you notice a, a marked um, craft beer presence in Italy, or was there? Was it a little bit more? Um, uh, reserved there, and, and was the focus maybe more on wine when you were sure. there? Sure. So, so I initially uh, thought the exact thing that you did, but as I delved into the culture, 
winding down the side streets, uh, you found that the microbrewery scene is pretty big in large cities. So places like Rome and uh, Naples, in those regions, you really found uh, a commitment. And they're mainly in the lager scene. There's not a lot of IPAs or companies, although I'm drinking one, uh, that that cater to those tastes just because a lot of Italian palate is based around wine and kind of the full bodiedness. Um, so IPAs kind of mimic that in a way. So there's not such big a market for it. Uh, but you can definitely find several craft breweries or uh, what are like beer meat shops. Uh, they're like salumerias that specialize and have licenses where they can sell beer. And you'll, you'll find pretty much anything, double, triple box, um, all types of Italian mold wines or uh, pale ales, lagers, um, up and down. But you, you got to search for them. You're not going to find them in, in the popular tourist places because wine is just abundant there they got a they got a bone to pick with france so they're always back and forth with each other when it comes with uh wine they uh they always say who's better who's the best than the beer france. the beer is finding its way it's finding its way into the market um and i'm a big fan of it <clears throat> let me ask you a question now that you brought up the uh it's just a quick question because you know we're, our show is a little bit about beer and not so much about wine Who, which wine would you prefer french wine or italian wine French. Uh jeez. I mean, I guess it depends on, on what I want to drink. I really like a lot of dark uh, red wines that I originally liked in Italy, but we went to this region in France, the Chino Valley in the in the Chinon uh, in the Loire Valley. They had a ton of great red wines. Uh, so I think it just depends what you want to what you want to do with it. If you're just drinking it, or if you're having some food with it, uh, as your palate develops, right? You got to really make a plan on. Uh, what what and how you're drinking a wine so, plan yeah. Uh, yeah but i mean if it's if it's wine i'm going italian if it's sparkling wine or prosecco or champagne i might go to the champagne side and give give that uh give that flag to france so tom gives wine to italy how do you feel about that well i disagree immensely oh. <laughs> but that's oh, geez, we're not a wine show so mm. so tom out of the peroni and the uh, moretti which do you prefer I'm a big Moretti guy. I like Peroni because it's simple, but the Moretti kind of has a more fullness, and the amber-colored body uh, reflects a little bit more with how I enjoy my, my beer flavors. Although a Peroni is a quality product, I'm a little bit believer in the bottle theory, like light-colored bottles, the way that the sun can impact flavor over time, and I'm not sure I've ever really had a fresh, fresh Peroni. Um, like on tap? Even in Italy, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it over to Moretti on that side. Any questions, guys? Yeah, I got a food question about Italy because I you this know is big. this is big. <laughs> I, well, up, well, I'm... I hear you. I hear you with the smoothies, Derek. Stay away from the bananas. <laughs> no, listen, li- listen. That was uh, that was a disaster, and uh, <laughs> you know I had to learn the hard way. But Rob wanted me to eat a banana. Today, uh, no, last week, test it out. just to test it. We already found out that I'm allergic to it. What? So, you don't I mean, know. It could be anything. No, real, we real, know it's the banana. Anyway. Don't my, take that advice, man. No, uh, yeah. real, real, real <laughs> quick, I don't want to cut you off, but uh, we forgot to mention last week that Rob brought a salad. 
yeah. for Eric to eat on the show and left it down here <laughs> for a week. But it's been down here for a week. <laughs> By the way, okay, let me tell you something about salad. I had uh, I had a salad for lunch. Congratulations. The last two days. Okay. <laughs> but how, much salad how, for much lunch. how much salad? How much ranch did you put on top of it? I, no, I did. Listen, I'm going to prove them wrong I'm going to prove them wrong. I had balsamic vinaigrette oh, as good. my dressing, so it's no nothing bad. Okay. Okay. The only thing that was in, there was no croutons. No croutons. No croutons. Okay. Mm. No cheese. All right. You, you just had it. leaves and balsamic vinaigrette. Well, no, I put onions in it, <laughs> and I put some grilled chicken. I put oh, a little yeah. little celery and a chicken salad. No, it didn't have a chicken salad. It was not a chicken salad. Okay, it was, okay. Listen, what's you your guys, point, Eric? Get, get no, I did, because we brought I'm up sorry, the salad. No, it's all right. It's all right, Tom. They, they just, you triggered his banana thing. They're just triggered. worried I'm going to beat them in the weight loss contest. Um, so my, my question about Italy is like with the food and everything, you know – here in Staten Island, I, you grew up here, so you know. Like everyone talks about all the Italian food and everything like that. How close is our Italian food to actual Italian, like it, you know, food in Italy? Like, is it comparable at all, like the, with pasta and pizza and all that stuff, or is it just like completely different in Italy? Because I think it's different. So, I I think there's definitely some crossovers. I think Staten Island has a great and rich Italian. Um, culture and identity uh like the uh Giribaldi museum which is down there there's a big italian influence i think where they where they can't really hit on are the quality of the products mm-hmm. so san marzano tomatoes which are pretty much the crux of a lot of pastas and pizzas that are in italy are just super expensive in the united okay. states um and you know if you're trying to produce something you got to make sure quality is balanced with cost uh, so in Italy, I'd say some of the most different things, you know, all the pasta is handmade. You know, that's a oh, huge God. difference. It Sounds takes a so very good. long time. Uh, <laughs> we we made we made pasta from scratch, and for me and my wife, it took maybe two hours to roll out pasta enough for three people. Wow. And this is with a woman being very, very patient with us. So those ancient <laughs> traditions, you know, like we didn't use machines. It was all right. hand done. And I'm sure that stuff can be done much more quick. But a big thing of Italian culture is love in the food, you know, and that right. takes time and that takes quality ingredients. And I think some of that gets missed when you're trying to put off the idea that, oh, this is authentic and Italian, but it came out of a can. And uh, you can really tell that quality once you've experienced it from uh, the heart. Right. You've right. had pizza in Italy? Yeah. So when we were in uh, Naples, we went to a couple of uh, old school, like brick oven, hundreds of years, family tradition, pizza shops. And even in Rome, we had some as well uh, that really just uh, revolutionized the, the, the taste of pizza from uh, what I was used to in the United States. It's a different, it's a different setup. It's, it's more... It's uh, smaller pizzas. It's not your, you know, 10, 12-inch super big round pies. They, the pizza is cut up by size. So if you go into a shop, you don't get a slice. You literally tell them how big you want your slice of pizza, and they just cut it from this oh, giant. That's inefficient. <laughs> that sounds so, amazing. Uh, <laughs> Eric, we just give me the whole pizza. You, you, give me the pizza. Pay by, <laughs> you pay by weight. So you oh. can uh, – you know, you can really uh, get a different sense of how the, the pizza is. That's oh. like if you're going into a place to get a slice. And, uh, you know, you're obviously going to get a little umbra of wine, which is like a little, like, two, oh. four-ounce pour. 
and you're just going to eat it and have a good time and be on your way, which is something you'd never really get in the United States. Oh, God. Goodness we got to so go to Italy. Are you saying that go. Italy has better pizza than Stano? Uh, New York. Stano. Stano. Uh, I'm going I'm to have to say that uh, I've only had uh, two or three spots, and uh, they definitely were a different flavor that were good. Now, at the same time, you're not going to be able to get a double bacon pepperoni pizza. Like yeah, here. I mean, but, you know, there's no the Papa John's over there in Italy. <laughs> yeah, I thought Papa John's would be huge over there. <laughs> better ingredients. How do you can you say for us better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's than Italian? Uh, uh, meglio, uh, pizzare, uh, meglio pizza and meglio ingredienza. But uh, better pizza, better ingredients. Papa John's. Papa John's. Papa John's. Papa John's. Papa Giorgio. Papa Giorgio. Papa Giorgio. Yeah, I guess, I guess Domino's wouldn't do well out there either. Uh, give me a uh, uh, Peroni. Yeah, oh, you want a Peroni, do you? I don't want to drink all the Moretti's. You could have them. Give me a Moretti. I don't want the g- Peroni. G- you want a Moretti? Moretti only. So, Tom... Um, I'm a Moretti man. Jesus. All right, calm down. So, Tom, how's the um, how's the uh, the pirate beer going along over there as you're uh, as you're talking with us? You know, it's it's doing a pretty nice job. I poured it pretty fast, ju- just like three beers in teaches me to really see its its body as Open it, it grows up. up the side of the glass. So that was the first pour to really see the depth, and uh, it really took a little bit for it to die down to a point where I didn't feel like I had like a a beer mustache of creeperness. Uh, I'm on my second one now. This uh this beer's pretty intense. It's uh 7%. So Ooh. drinking uh three of them is you know, you got to sleep tight tonight. <laughs> you take your time with it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my yeah. time. Um I do like it though. I like the branding. I like the body i like the finish and it's been sitting out for i don't know 30 40 minutes while we've been chatting and uh it hasn't really changed the flavor profile which sometimes happens with beer and i'm it it can really offset you uh if you're just trying to have a good time and sipping it and then halfway through it tastes like a skunk rolled in the glass right hate that that's bad. But, Tom, uh, what's your go-to, like, macro beer? Do you have a go-to macro? Like, if you had to just, you know, you were running low on beer, you just went to out, you need to get a six to find macro? Yeah. Like, a mer- like you know, Major- Budweiser, yeah. Coors Light, that kind of stuff. The big three? The- macro beer. I mean, you don't know what macro no, I, beer? I mean, like, no. Miller, like, Bud, Coors, all that stuff. Oh. Is Yingling was, a macro? It, um, no, Yingling is not no, a macro. It's not, it's not technically a macro. not a macro. Anyway, it's Sam Adams. Do, macro. Do, you, do you have like a macro that you like to go to, Tom? If you're in like a tight spot, or just something you enjoy from a, a macro brewery, or maybe what's your favorite oh, beer? Man. Or just what's your favorite? <laughs> well, that. What well, you no, that's different. Limited. What's your favorite? No, mainstream, and what's your favorite craft? What's How your favorite beer that? you wow. could get in a supermarket? What's your favorite I mean, thing in life? Uh, no. What's right. your favorite color? Well, this has gotten out of control. What time is it in Rochester? What time is it in Where are you right now? Where are you? Who are you? Who did you vote for? Who did you talk to? Security Have you ever spoken to any Russians? Sorry. If I have to drink a macro beer, and, you know, we're talking like Budweiser, Corona, Bush, Miller, right. Heineken, right. Uh, stuff like that, um, I would... I probably say Pabst Blue Ribbon because I grew oh, okay. up on it. Pabst. So, yeah. uh, I'm not going to lie. When it comes to those macros, Pabst is actually 
pretty good. It's a classic. Okay, but yeah. I either go. It's got such a hipster thing to it. It does have a hipster thing. So you don't like oh, yeah, it for it the image? Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> so, so wait, so you you? I've you had it dis- and I don't mind it. You but disregard it's, it because of the image. I, I couldn't buy it. Well, here's the thing that I have a problem with Paps. Okay, they won a blue ribbon in like 1959, been- <laughs> and they can't let it go. Okay, <laughs> they named their beer after. <laughs> they named a fucking beer after. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> One day they're gonna be like, you know what? We're just gonna go back. To pass. Just <laughs> All right, but hold on a second. To be fair, we'll just pee. to be fair, if three beers oh in won some kind of podcast, oh, award, I'd die with it. Okay, it, this and, and didn't win again. About we it. in 2030, we'd be like you know 2017 uh, best podcast award. <laughs> we, we marched to the parade. <laughs> I tell everyone I marched to the parade. We would do the same thing. We would do the exact same thing. Oh god, we wouldn't let it it's go. It's true. That's the best part. <laughs> What would you say is your favorite uh, craft beer there, then, uh, Tom? I mean, maybe uh, may- maybe not specific, but maybe type, because it's hard to uh, – it's really hard to nail sure. down a specific because there's I so mean, many. I'm a, I'm a huge I'm a huge IPA guy. It'll probably be in my blood uh, until I die. I just think that it perfectly balances the it's concept of blood. beer yeah. and drinkability with, uh, like, wanting to get drunk, right? It just – it does a good job of – both of those things. Uh, if we're talking, if we're talking brands, though, my my top, I probably say, would either be Founders. I'm a big fan of Founders mm, All Day IPA. Yes. I think that's something you could drink. All Day IPA is an All year. Day drinking beer. Yeah. It is um, great brewery. Bells. I'm a big fan of Bells, uh, especially their Hop Slam, which only comes out once or twice a year and will absolutely obliterate you in one to two beers. Okay. I like Tom's. Um, Criteria here. <laughs> it's getting good. wasted. Just, what gets me wasted? Uh, yeah, just, what, what, what's going to make it happen? Uh, there's a lot of, you know, and um, probably my most favorite beer, but it's hard to get because they don't export it, is uh, New Glarus. New Glarus is a brewing company from Wisconsin, and uh, they really, they're Spotted Cow, which is a flagship beer. If you guys ever uh, walk your way through Wisconsin, you, you got to stop by New Glarus because they're doing it right, and uh, they've been doing it right for a long time. We've heard so much about Spotted, Spotted Cow. cow. Yeah. So should, we much. Go to, should we go to Wisconsin? Well, I want to go for the Packers anyway. So well, Three Beers In go. is going to make our, make our way up to Rochester, and it's going to be Three Beers sure. In goes upstate. You guys, because I mean, you guys have the great. heaven of beer up there, right? The Shangri-La. Yeah, and yeah, the, the, the Beers of the World, which is a great spot to where I picked up my beer today, and uh, they really uh, focus on the community and uh, importing beers that that people like. Uh, also, what's up here that I know you guys are probably big fans of are Omegang. Omegang's my favorite brewery. Not too far away. Um, We're and going there's, there. uh, there's always room for three. There's always room for the three beer men at the La Salvia Inn. Oh, that's so nice. Check so, that shit out. That's man. so nice. Yeah. Thank right. you, Tom. Plenty welcome here. Come up during the summer. Uh, baseball Hall of Fame. Go to Oma Gang, Ithaca Brewery. Get wasted. Uh, some great local breweries that are here as well that um, really do a nice job of uh, keeping it keeping it classy, keeping it cheap, and keeping you drunk. I would say ten minutes into that trip, Tom would regret telling us that we could no. stay in the house. No, no. I, would I would say, say no. ten no. minutes. I would say around midnight. Not Tom, it, it's not. It's not a matter of, of if there's going to be regret. There will be regret. Listen. It's just when. This is a man. This is a man that's an Eagle Scout. He's an Eagle Scout. Columbia educated. He's seen it all. He's been through it all. I know, but he used to own a cat. He owned a cat. He owned a cat? I think either you owned it or it was your roommate's cat that we would be playing Xbox. And he would be on Xbox. You hear me like, don't you fucking do it. (laughs) I know you. Don't get. We cut out. (laughs) 
and it'd be gone. <laughs> what happened? The cat what? would dive on top of like the power wires and tear them apart. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is yeah. going on there? But he would see it coming. <laughs> Yeah, Jinxie, Jinxie the cat Jinxie. when I lived in New York City. Mr. Jinxie, Jinxie the cat. Dude, we would be playing Jinx, and you would uh... see me like, don't you fucking, don't you do it. <laughs> I swear to fucking, gone. Just gone. Hey, it was rough. She was a good cat, though. She was a good cat. She was but... a good cat. He killed her. Uh, of course, you guys are always welcome up here. So Tom is uh, a veteran of, of beer and drinking it. And handling it. Trust me. Tom, I've got, I've got a side question for you now. Um, you, up, you've listened to the show a lot. I mean, you're one of our dedicated listeners, I assume at Every least. Week. Um, are we good? <laughs> are, you, are you good at what you do? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, is the show good? Is yeah. the show good? Oh. Not really. The show yeah, good. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the answer I was expecting. We figured that. We figured that. <laughs> no, but but it, it's good at what you guys do, which is friendly conversation around a topic that a lot of people like to talk about but don't know shit about. And you bring your personalities to the table. It's a fun time. You don't take yourselves too seriously. No. And you promote local business. You promote local uh, people that are trying to make their names out there. And at the end of the day, if you're trying to leave your lasting mark, what else can you ask for? All Sharing right. time with good friends, getting drunk, and, uh, you know, I like uh, that. enjoying each other's that company. Was nice. you know, that, that, that was true. awesome. Do you feel but, like you're part of the conversation when you listen to us? I do. Uh, sometimes, mm. listen. Your last show was the worst show I ever heard in my entire life. So. I, I, yeah. I, I might. I want to take it down. Can I be so honest? Bad. Can I, I? I didn't even listen to it because I knew. Yeah, I knew it, it was, was bad. It was bad. It was rough. That's. I didn't I listen to it. I said it's not. I can't. My, my <laughs> only critique would be you, you guys got to hold yourself to some kind of standard, and uh, <laughs> some of your shows are just remarkable. Uh, but that little tiny bit of editing can just can keep. We don't. We don't like to edit. I don't know if there was. A, <laughs> bring, bring new viewers into the show, but uh, I don't know if there was any editing that would have saved last week's show. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 all right, this is the fiftieth episode. Congratulations! I think we're going to pull the last episode. Yeah, just pull, pull that it. last one. Pull it. Fuck it. It was bad. It was not great. It never happened. As a listener from from day one, you guys have really grown into. Something to look forward to every week. So, oh, that's cool. Well, that, right. that's, that's actually awesome. very comforting to hear. Yeah. Sorry about last week's disappointment. Are you yeah. looking forward to um, the other host's reappearance? <laughs> if he remembers, no, that's not that's not, not going to happen, is it? Really? <laughs> no, he's he's not gone forever. He's just on a hiatus. God damn. All right. Well, you're going to stop seeing Rochester. As <laughs> <laughs> it's over oh, for us. Oh man, Eric, yeah, man, he. Eric, Eric evens you guys out, he man. Did, okay. you know, oh, thank you, Tom. Different levels, and and he he kind of he kind of reels it in when you guys start to go crazy. I try. That's true. That he, on the show, I, I, yeah, yeah I Dom kind of magnifies. I try. It. I try, Tom. And you know the nerve of, of Rob. He never lets me forget that I only have ten percent of the show. Dom never says it every episode. No, well, he even does. Less. Sometimes even less. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it might be seven percent now. So, I don't know. He, he, didn't, he, didn't want, he didn't want to sing this week, so we, we might bump yeah. him down. We, we might shave a couple sang, points. Off. We sang last week, and look what happened. We harmonized for a little that's bit. That's not last singing. Week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, that's not good. No, it was listen, not good. listen. All I know is that we're going to need to have a bathroom break soon. Is that am I am I right mm. about that or no? It depends how you want to do it. Uh, we could go one? at any point. Are, are, we, are we? Is Tom staying through the end of the show? Or Tom, are, you want to? You want to hang out? Tom? Let Tom if he wants to hang out. Tom, because we usually play music when we come back. So we, we can play some we music can't to have come him back on. and then 
fade the music out and we'll come into the show. All right, we're going to take a bathroom break. We'll be back momentarily. All right. Coming back from our bathroom break now. We're having a wonderful conversation with my cousin, my blood, Thomas Lasabi of Rochester, New York, formerly of Staten Island, and Harlem, and abroad. But we want to thank you all for tuning in to Three Beers In. As always, we are just so happy that you guys actually do listen, if you even listen. Buzzsprout might be lying to us. But if you we're are Sorry about last week. We're sorry about last week. We're going to pull that episode. We're ashamed of it. And um, we want you to tell your friends about the show. Tell them not to listen to last week's, but it won't be there anymore. And, uh, you know, if there's anything you guys ever want to say to us, you could drop us a line at gmail.com. That's three beers in at gmail.com. Yeah, you can go on our website, <laughs> www.threebeersin.com. We have a Twitter that's not really active. We have a Facebook that's not really active. Uh, we do have lives. And, uh, you know, our, our outreach isn't that good, but, the, you know, the, the, the cream of the crap is here on this show. So we want to thank you all for <laughs> Where this. else would it be? <laughs> yeah, it, ain't in a, it definitely ain't in our sales pitches and in our uh, social networking. We but, get, uh, yeah. we'll no, get we're trying. Yeah, we're, we're, trying. We're, we're trying. We're trying. We didn't get any emails this week, so I got no. no I have nothing to report. No, no, we didn't get any emails this week. Right. But we're really happy that uh, anyone that reaches out to us and contacts us—that's great. We're happy that uh, everyone can listen. and We hope that life is good for everybody. I want to just see if there's a drop. I'm waiting for it's a drop coming. to come now. I feel like it's building it's up coming here. right now. Oh, right? oh Jesus! This is a good pick. I like this one. It came quick. Tom it. Tom yeah, it's a good it. song. All right. What are we talking about? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, as Tom, you've you heard before, we have back. Tom, we Tom here. Right. Tom, welcome back to the show. Um, He's going to run it out. Glad us. to be here. You you got to witness a bathroom break. How was your How was your bathroom break? Did you uh, Did you pee standing up or sitting down? <laughs> the bathroom break. I uh, checked my phone a little bit. I went to the bathroom. I washed my hands. Oh, good. Was... You wash your hands. Eric's having another it beer. Was... No, you're having another beer? <gasps> Seems like you guys are enjoying the uh, Italian influence. Uh, well, I wanted to well, try the Peroni. Me... I haven't tried the Peroni. Yet, you so. never tried let the Peroni. Let me say, let me have a, is there a Moretti in there? Yeah, you want Let one. me switch it up. Let up. me explain what precipitated the Italian beer that I purchased. Yeah, go for There it. was a debate whether or not the Italians made good beer or not, and we yeah. all just assumed no right off the bat. Yeah, we did. Okay. So we, we I bought I, me, Eric and I and I think Nick was there. We went to holiday. Uh, holiday. The holiday. holiday. We just bought some Italian beer, and uh, we've been putting off like a full just like Italian episode, <clears throat> and we were trying to save it for our our other uh, host, but he wasn't here. So froggy. No, uh, it's his loss. And I have to say, if the verdict the verdict was out, I think it is the verdict in. Is that? The verdict is in now. Because it was out. Now it's back in. I do think the Italians are capable of making beer. Well, I mean, I'll oh. tell you what. I mean, hearing what Did Tom you guys said, even vote? You didn't even give your, your scores here, man. Oh, you're right. We didn't give scores. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Let's I, do it, it now. Let's do it now, okay? Uh, the Peroni's good. The, I like the Peroni a little bit better than the, the than the Moretti because I just like that it has a I – feel, I feel like it has a fuller flavor. It might be that it's just a little bit more bold. And that's what makes it feel more full and fulfilling. Um, but the Moretti is very easily drinkable. I'm going to give both these beers about a solid six to seven because they're actually pretty pretty easy to drink. And I'll tell you what, being that the terrain in Italy isn't able to uh, create the types it's of more wine friend, uh, that, grape friendly. Oh God, we lost Tom. Oh God. 
Oh, That's no. going to be loud. All right. Let I'm, me just, know, I'm just going to call him back. Let me know when the volume's back. I'm just calling him back. Call him. <clears throat> All right, well, I'm going to I'm going to just, you know, well, the terrain, jump off a yard. I'm just going to say the terrain in Italy cannot sustain. Tom, we got you back. Don't worry about it. The terrain in Italy can't, like, I guess. It's not good for wheat and barley. It's not good for the things that you would want for I would say if I'm giving stuff. quick. Doing, they do a good job. If I'm giving do. quick scores, I'm giving the Moretti a six and a half. I'm giving Peroni a five. Okay. So, really? Yeah. I like the Peroni more. Do you really? It's a little yeah. bolder, right? It has a it, little bit I like more... the maltiness of I like malt over hot. No, but you know what? Peroni's got a bit of a distinct flavor a little bit. I mean, it's not like it's it's not it's... super, you know. All right. Now that I've been drink, I drank two Peronis and then back to a Moretti. The Moretti has, like I had said before, like that Hellas lager taste, but it, it, it's kind of like it's it has like a sweet malt flavor to it, like you were talking about. It, I, I like I like both. But pretty good. I kind of like the Peroni a little more. I'm going to be honest. So I'm going to give the Moretti, uh, I'm going to give that a six, and I'm going to give the Peroni a six and a half. Nice. All Excellent. right. Yeah. So, Tom, what, what rating would you give your uh, your Yo-Ho-Ho? Is that what it's called over there? The, uh, yeah, Yo-Ho-Ho, uh, Italian pirate. Uh, IPA. <laughs> so what rating would you give the, uh, the pirate? Well, the scale is from what? One to ten? One to ten. Ten one being to the ten. best. Ten being the best beer you've ever had in your life. Oh my, no, this is definitely not even close. <laughs> um, I'd probably give it a six and a half, uh, maybe uh, a seven if I uh, uh, had really um, wanted to uh, give some love to my Italian brethren. I think it does a good job at what it's trying to do. An IPA from Italy, I think, is a unique try. Again, it's not really something that they're known for. So I'm just glad to be able to try it and uh, would definitely send a – maybe I'll send a bottle down to uh, Three Beers Inn. Have you guys oh. tried it yourself? Oh, my God. I would oh. I would actually lose my mind because that would be the first time someone actually sent us a beer. Free beer. <laughs> <laughs> so t- I, was, I was actually trying to parse out. There's a local brewery here that I absolutely adore that I want to send you That's guys. I, I, tried, you, yeah. I tried a while back to bring a growler um, when I headed down and was going to meet up with you guys, but it didn't work out. Uh, that Rochester's has got some nice craft brew scene going on up here, so maybe I'll see how much it's going to cost me and uh, sling you guys down some beers from up here and have you give a have you give a the honest three beers in uh, review. Well, I was going to ask you, Tom, what is the uh, craft brew community like up there in Rochester? It's absolutely huge up here. It's uh, the culture is well supported by our local government. It's highly adaptable to the different. Uh, types of beers that you'll find. So there are some breweries that really work well with fruity, floral, um, you know, herbal, earthy. Then there are some that are focused on kind of uh, mineral, deep, uh, like uh, barley, uh, heavy flavors. And, uh, you know, they've got a great community here, the Rochester Brew Scene, Everybody's a everybody's a fan of everybody. They support each other. No one shits talks anybody, and uh, they're really coming into their own up here to create a unique product. And it's uh, it's really a great time to be up here. And what's the name of your uh, your favorite brewery there? Uh, my favorite brewery up here is called uh, the Lost Borough. Uh, one because it harkens back to my my roots of New York City, the and also because they just. They put out a quality product. They're always uh, getting new beers in. I say at least one, two a week, and uh, I believe in the vision of the company. It's uh, they've really got a good head on their shoulders. So, wow, cool. 
Very nice. Uh, which way you want to go? Well, I want. <laughs> we to had ask, two rounds. I, I, I wanted to ask straight up, Tom. Uh, what when you were in Italy? Okay, and you started interacting with. Why don't you native, reel it back a little bit to, first? To what? You're familiar with the uh, the Italian culture in Staten Island. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. You know what? You take the wheel on that one. Yes, I would imagine. Tom. Okay. Yes. How um, is there any comparability with that? Uh, with the actual real how, Italian how culture, Itali- yeah. How Italian are the Italians here in um, in uh, Staten Island specifically? You know, as compared to the uh, the Italians that are over there, the actual Italians From, uh, that Italy, yeah. live on that uh, peninsula. Yeah, I, w- I would say that the main difference is bravado. Uh, you know, in Staten Island, you know, the Italian flag tattoo, the Italian <laughs> horn. The, the horn. The horn. Fucking horn, man. <laughs> the horn. <laughs> you know, the, Mike D. Simone has a horn. He you know, does. With, with your curly pubes coming at you. <laughs> oh, that doesn't happen in uh, in the mainland. But in Italy, you know, that's just every day. That's like, you know, that's your friend uh, Giovanni. That's just, there's, there's a different type of carrying of the people in Italy related to their pride of their culture. Because it's been around for well, well before the United States. I mean, clearly, uh, just because that's how it works. Uh, the other difference, I think, is um, the pride is really based on where you live. So uh, Italians who live maybe up north have a different sense and identity than Italians that live uh, even a little bit more southern and for Staten Island, the Italian culture is pretty much, uh, can you say, uh, Galama. <laughs> so it's worse in Italy. Is that what you're telling me? No, 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 no. It's different because the the culture and the community is based around uh, I in embracing who you are rather than trying to... Uh, Show that you're the best because uh, your your gravy, your grandma's gravy, is the the best. Gravy. <laughs> the if best. you say if you say sauce, then you're a piece of shit. You're a gabagol. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't even my grandma. I, I call her my nona. I think I think what Tom is saying is that you know Italian heritage isn't based on sitting around at a table telling stories to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. You think there's more to it that, than that? I think there might be a little more sure? to it than uh, than well, what me, we've let heard. Me get, let me. He was talking about reeling it in. I'm going to give a little bit further of a background on what happened. There was a, a bit of a disagreement amongst friends, especially one of the hosts or former hosts here at Three Beers In. One of them had to be determined. One of them had claimed, and, and correct me if I am wrong, that the, this said individual was Italian. And I said to them, I disagree. I do not think you're Italian whatsoever. You don't speak the language. You never stepped foot in the country. You are an American. You were born here, and that's who you are. And he said, no. Because I keep to the Italian tradition. Celebrates the heritage. To which I said, what would that be? He said, you know, sitting at the table, eating dinner, telling stories. (laughs) So then I said, wow, I think the whole fucking world is Italian then, right? (laughs) He said those words. Verbatim. Seriously. It's not an exaggeration. It was not as a joke. He had nothing. And because there's a $700 Virgin Mary tattoo, I mean, uh, a $700 Virgin Mary statue in front of his house, right? Okay, and that uh, 
you know, they, they when they when Donald Trump was uh, up for election, they put. I think a crucifix around um, a, like a Donald Trump picture with candles lit and a a rosary shrine, beads, yeah. a shrine to him. This is more Italian than <laughs> I guess anything in, the, in in Italy. So is there is there wow. like a um, that's do, intense? Do Italian people tell stories at the dinner table? <laughs> Can you confirm? Nor deny. I mean, <laughs> Are the Italians I mean, I, truly I, Italian? I, that's I what think, I want to know. I think if you're trying to understand national identity, you know, it's fluid. It, it's not necessarily one thing over another, but I think language oh, and history and traditions and, uh, you know, everybody has tables and everybody talks. <laughs> so I don't know if that's particularly just an Italian Therefore. thing. Therefore, <laughs> ergo. But, well, but what's, what's also huge in Italy, you know, that's not so highly uh, touted, even though, um, you know, uh, Fragarelli over there has his seven hundred dollar statue. Is religion? It's such a huge part of Italian culture as being central to the family focus of Catholicism. So, um, if you're going to talk about what makes a real Italian, I don't think you you can have that conversation without saying uh, an involvement, some level of spirituality or religiosity. So you're saying you didn't run into any like seven day Adventists or Pentecostal churches. In, uh, no, in the no, Rome. no Episcopalians in Rome. That'd be weird that the Church of England happens to be Episcopalian in Italy. Oh boy! Did, did you there visit is, the Vatican? Tolerance, but uh, but it's uh, it's Roman Catholic guilt or die. Uh, yeah, that okay. is true. That is true. So, did you visit the uh, the Vatican and stuff? And uh, was oh. we did. We went to the. We spent a day and a half uh, in Vatican City. Um, uh, little trivia: They consume the most wine per capita of any city. Just throwing that out there. This is one drunk um, guy there. <laughs> and it, it flubbed the average. They have their own post office. They have their own police. We saw the Sistine Chapel, which you know moved me to tears. Um, you know, saucy marinara Italian tears. Ragu, The Pope, the Pope was there, but he was busy, so nah, you know we didn't get to see him. Damn, but, damn. Uh, no, no, but, uh, I'm busy. You know, you can really so. see. Bonjour, bonjour. You know, I think what's great about traveling, and you know, what I'd encourage everybody is that you read about things your entire life growing up, and you think in the United States we're a couple hundred years old. We're a tiny, tiny baby compared to some other cultures, and actually getting to see things in person. Um, like the Sistine Chapel or the Colosseum just shows that our history as people goes back way, way further than we think of sometimes. And uh, it's important to recognize that people are people first when um, we come up against and butt heads. So uh, the travels abroad have really shown a lot of that. And Italy was a great place to see that stuff happen. So now let me ask you, um, when you saw the Sistine Chapel, were there words going through your head or were you just overwhelmed by the uh, by the viewpoint and the, the and beauty? You sure. Sure, definitely. I mean, uh, first of all, the one word that comes to mind is silencio, because <laughs> they scream it every five seconds, because the room is full of tourists that are just clamoring to take photos. Um, but personally, you know, being a third generation Italian American and knowing that neither my parents nor my grandparents um, were able to make it back to Italy uh, in their lifetime so far for my parents or their entire lives for my grandparents. It was just a really moving experience to be in the hall with such great culture and identity, uh, both from a religious side and an ethnicity side, to uh, 
to see that in person was a memory that will really last with me forever. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty intense right there. So now, um, if you were to say what was your favorite city in Italy, what what would it be? Uh, probably Capri, which is one of the islands um, uh, outside of uh, Firenze, outside of Florence and Naples. Um, it's got a really cool vibe. Uh, they've got some great food, and it's built on a mountain, and the scenes are just remarkable. It really was just a, a unique getaway within a larger experience. And you can see Mount Vesuvius from Ooh, wow. uh, from it, which is sweet. Um, what were the people I definitely like see that was probably... in Italy? What are they like? What, what you know? What are their attitudes? I mean, they're really you know everyone speaks English, so I just want to throw it out there. If you're ever afraid to travel because you don't think you'll know the language, pretty much all across Europe, you're going to be able to speak English and be fine. The people were really chill. They're very interested in our politics. They are very interested in our country. You know, they they really take stock because of how big a force America is. And sometimes I think they get lost if you're just, you know, living your life day to day. You don't really see America's role as being a big player uh, when it comes to global politics. So they're very respectful, inquisitive, friendly, uh, and just showed me that, you know, it's so important to take every opportunity you can to meet new people. So now when you – I'm going to go off the Italy thing real quick. When you went to France, which was quite recent, um, what was the what was the atmosphere there, especially, um, you know, with the elections that are going on right now? What was the uh... – Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, France, for those of you who aren't sure, and Dominic, you bring that right up, they're, they're undergoing pretty much a very similar situation to where <laughs> America was several months ago. Um, I do not know if there's a French three beers in podcast that's going to screen the <laughs> three uh, wines election. in three, three baguettes wine. in three baguettes <laughs> in. <laughs> uh, but you know they've got they've got a really tough decision. They've got some very far left and very far right candidates. Over thirteen potential presidential candidates that are coming up in a debate that actually happened three days ago, I think. So they're concerned. You know they're fearing the potential of a Brexit. Uh, similar to what's happening in the UK, that where I was the week earlier, uh, and you know, have some serious concerns about um, you know America's changing government and uh, geopolitical implications. So, uh, but the people in France were very respectful, friendly, kind, um, no pretentiousness, you know, no uh, hatred towards Americans, and were just all the more welcoming to. Uh, show us the sights, the sounds, the history of their culture um, outside of the Da Vinci Code. So, <laughs> so wait, so no, no Frenchman or French you went les bleus. There was none of that. There was, like, uh, was, so instead they looked was, at you and went, oh, oh, oh. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was very, oui, oui. It was no, oh, it was oui. no, oui. Oui. It was no stupid American. How's the beer scene? In France, Tom, is there much of one? I mean, is there anything there? Is there anything? So, <laughs> do they drink beer? Do they drink beer there? Like what? They, what's the they deal? do. They do. It is. It is not huge as you would imagine. Right. Um, the big, the big beers uh, in France from when I was there were Cronenberg. Um, okay. And that was kind of the which is from Germany uh, and. Um, a lot of the other stuff was uh, uh, Heineken and uh, ma- uh, macro breweries from the United States. 
Um, so a lot of the time we just drank wine when we were there. Yeah. But the, it wasn't really something that I was there to experience, maybe on a future visit. But the, right. every single place had your um, Heineken, Corona, uh Y'all, uh, how do you say? Carlsberg. Yeah, Carlsberg. Yeah, Carlsberg. Yeah, so, Tom, um, I, I didn't. I don't mean to cut you off because I know we're talking about French wine and stuff. But you had told us that you had gone to uh, the United Kingdom there, and you had an interesting thing to tell us about the beer there. Oh yeah. So what's remarkable is that um, all English ales and in, in I, I can only speak about England are not poured through um, CO two. They're not poured through those lines. They're poured through this kind of hydraulic pump system, which really creates a different mouthfeel, flavor profile, and intensity of the beers. Hydraulic. What do you mean? It's just there's, there's no... There's a guy downstairs it's, just, like, pumping yeah, like so a bicycle they, tire? <laughs> yeah, so, so legit, they're, they're like, um, uh, I guess the best way to Are describe it is literally... No, no, it you know the carbonation is still there. It's so they're the casts they're buried deep, and uh, it doesn't go through a CO two line. So they literally pump it out like you would. Uh, this is not a good analogy, but um, like a like a condiment bottle where like you squeeze it and then you have to squeeze it again for the rest of the beer to come out. Um, and it's hey. just done by pressure. It's just done by pressure. Well, you said it's, ill because you you imagine someone squeezing for beer. I feel and like I'm drinking, I'm drinking ketchup now. I'm going to have yeah, shit yeah, pants now. Yeah. I, 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 I tried to preface pants. by saying that wasn't the best. Or like a pump, like a well pump. Like if you had to, you know, draw water from the well. So like the old-timey Helen Keller, Helen Keller water situation. Yeah. And, but, beer, and, uh, but she says beer you know, instead. Things are just they're 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 left at room temperature. So like we went to Young's. You might guys might know like Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Yeah. Like we went to their brewery. Um, we went to Fuller's, which is like London Pride, which is a, a big famous um, beer that was there. Uh, we had some Newcastle. Uh, mm. we, we it was just remarkable to see that um, you know even though they have the capacity because things like Guinness and other beers they were poured through CO two that there's just this cultural identity that English ale should be poured in this kind of hydraulic system where you get a very different feel and flavor of the beers. Um, we also went to the two bars that are uh, from the Harry Potter books, so that was especially Ooh, awesome. Oh, that's cool. They, I didn't know now, let me ask you this. The hydraulic thing, is that by law or is that just by cultural choice? Because we know that by law, German beer has to be made a certain way. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not certain if it's a requirement. I'm wondering if it's kind of just an homage uh, back to the traditions. But it was definitely a unique way to see my first beer in England poured out, where it kind of sputters halfway through because the guy has to like crank Hold it up. again. <laughs> a moment, yeah, please. while we while we get through it. But um, you know, they've got a great history and uh, a very deep, rich culture of beer in England. So we had. Tons of different kinds the whole, the whole time we were there. How many it's definitely pints a great did you have? To check out. How many pints? Uh, I, uh, we went on a beer tour and we had about four or five pints each. And then, you know, while we were there, probably drinking at least two to three every day. So we were there for about a week. We got at it pretty deep. What were the people like there in England there? Because they're, they're kind of like our cousins. Yeah, so like England uh, is pretty similar to New York City. Actual London, which is where we were, 
uh, for most of the trip. It's only a mile long, so I guess you'd equate it to the financial district. Very business, not a lot of residential, not a lot of bars. Outside of it, there's a good scene uh, of, like, budding restaurants, bars, and places. But things shut down pretty easy, pretty early there. I'd say about, like, 10, 10.30 during the week. Uh, pretty much it's a ghost town. So uh, you have to actually have special licenses in Europe to... One, serve different types of alcohol, so beer or, or hard liquor. Uh, and then you also need another license to stay open after a certain time. So those places are pretty concentrated because it's difficult to uh, obtain those licensures. And no wonder why people view Americans as rowdy and crazy people. That seems people. like my kind of place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going to bed I like 10 o'clock. That. I get there, like, late would be, getting there late would be, like, 7.30. Like, that would be yeah. nice. Like, it's closing it's, time, mate. Oh, I, like, I like that. Mate. I got to talk to town. Maybe we'll go to England. Go live in England. Go to live it's super expensive, though. Super expensive. Oh, damn it. Oh, damn it. The expensive. pound is falling, though. The pound is going oh, to get murdered. I am broke. Years, so. Yeah, because now that the Brexit's actually been signed it's off It's been on, Brexited. Right? Maybe now's the time to get in. At the ground you know, floor? At the ground floor. <laughs> it might just be. You know? We don't like being a politicized show, but when we're talking about international politics, I don't think it's a problem. Do you think no. Marine Le Pen's going to win? Uh, oof. I'm just waiting uh, for her to go up there and be like, Fuck you! <laughs> like, I think she's gonna win. I have a, I have a bet with the guy that she's gonna win. I don't know, man. She's she's so far out there. I heard that the the debate Tom was talking about. Yeah. Um, she made the guy look like a clown. Really? Like it was it was embarrassing how bad she destroyed Macron. 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 There's like this neo like going on. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't mean, speak I French, mean, so national, I don't know. The, the National Front is just such a huge political force in France. Um, but it, you know, it's it, man, the, the politicizing of where we were in Paris is just off the charts of attack ads. And, uh, I mean, I think Emmanuel Macron, who's the other, uh, kind of highly touted, um, potential person, you know, that stuff's going to impact us pretty heavily. So I'm hopeful that the, that they, uh, they shake out exactly what it is they're looking for. I just want us to be, I want them to remain to be our friend, you know. And on that note, wait, I have sure. one more question. Can I do one more yeah, question? One more question. Were you able to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Pizza. Uh, it's a Leaning Tower of Pizza. 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 It's pizza. It's, pizza. it's made out of pizza. The Leaning. T- I want to know like how leany it is. Like, is it so, like that? Do you think leany? it's an optical illusion? No, I just want to know like how is it really that leany? Well, you did like, you look it, did, when you came into the clearing and it came into your viewpoint? You're like. Well, you're just like, holy shit! Yeah. It's gonna fall. <laughs> that's that's leaning hard. Like that's what I want to know. Like, is it shocking lean or is it just like? So eh, it's a tilt. Sure. So we didn't we didn't actually go to Pisa because it was outside of where we were. But okay. where we did go in Bologna, they actually have towers that lean much more than Pisa. Wow. Um, There's more leaning towers. Jeez. Yeah, they they lean so much that they actually have scaffolding up to catch them because <laughs> it's against the law. It's against the law for them to take them down. They were basilicas uh, of an old regime, so they can't actually take them down. But they're so dangerous that they will murder everybody when they fall. That's insane! Oh my god! Can you imagine yeah. being you can the look guy? It up, look it up in I Bologna. Got, they I'm were going to make that I, change. I law? think there's only like there's only like two or three left. Um, uh, we have photos from them, and it's just you're you're afraid for your life. Wow. It's remarkably That's scary. Crazy. Why would you be proud of a broken building? 
Well, because I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it's gonna fall you down. Being the guy, be like, ah, my Jordan, my Jordan, fuck. <laughs> it's leaning. It's leaning like it's shit, leaning. crazy. But Tom, um, we want uh, we want to, this is a, something that we do for our guests, and uh, you, we want to give you the opportunity now to um, send a message out to anyone and everyone that you want to talk to. So if you have anything you want to say, now is the time for you to just the floor is yours, sir. Oh my. Um, well, I just have uh, I guess then two things to say. First of all, thank you guys so much. Uh, I think it's so important to share things with your friends that you enjoy, and I think Three Beers In creates that kind of culture and supports that in the community. Um, also, much love to all my frame, family and friends back in New York City, and a special welcome and a tip of the glass and a cheers to uh, Claire Elizabeth as well as Anthony and Kristen D'Elia. Um, as they become parents, I wish all the best to them. Uh, for all you guys, I wish you continued success for this podcast. Please stay passionate and take care of each other every day and all day. <laughs> I'll finish this beer in your honor and yes. have a great night. And we will drink to you, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Thank right. you, Tom. Cheers. Thank you for the kind words. Cheers. There's only two people. So many cheers. Just, going oh, God. This I show's think. dedicated to Claire Elizabeth. Huh? Why not? Play the music. Oh, shit. Love you're it. right. Thank you, Tom. Wait a minute, hold on. Uh, you know, hang on. Every Sorry time. about the garbage can, Eric. This, this is one. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Three Beers In. Uh, it's been a wild ride. We want to thank Tom for coming on to our show. And uh, we're sorry about last week's episode, but this is the official 50th uh, anniversary, uh, 50th episode, whatever, who cares. Congratulations, Anthony and Kristen. Have a beautiful, the baby's really cute. I'm going to show you pictures. Congrats, guys. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to see you next week. Tom, thank you for joining us, man.